This is the Shrimps Verdict podcast. All opinions expressed are those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. Thanks for downloading episode 124 of the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. No game for the Shrimps then uh, this weekend, just gone, so we'll look ahead to next Saturday. Long trip to Kent for the Shrimps uh, to face Gillingham in League Two. Full match commentary, of course, as ever, on Beyond Radio and I Follow Shrimps on our FM and DAB Plus digital radio services and on I Follow from just before 2.55. My special guest is uh, Mr Tom Collins, Mr Shrimps Online himself will be joining us in the commentary box live from the Priestfield Stadium. This is Dave Salmon. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Let's uh, look ahead to that game against the Jills then uh, with uh, Matt from Jills in the Blood. And Matt, before we get going, lots of people follow your online channel of course one of the the best fans led content channels i think out there at the moment if you don't mind me saying so where can we find your stuff and and what's it all about first of all thank you appreciate it that's one of the (laughs) nicest introductions i've ever had Um, i'm not sure our fans always agree with that but (laughs) we try and we try to remain balanced and we try to remain as as level-headed and and that type of thing as possible we try to enjoy the wins we certainly try to enjoy being top of the league at the moment i'll get that in early i promise i'll try not to say it again um but equally, we, we try to, to, you know, give constructive criticism when when it when it's due. And you can find us Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. Um, it's generally Jill's in the blood would be the easiest words to, to put in to come and find us. We do three regular shows each week. That's the uh, match preview show, which goes out now around eight o'clock on a Wednesday evening on YouTube. Uh, we do match day live, of course, um, all that sort of content from the ground primarily for those that, that can't get to games for whatever reason, trying to bring the football into people's living rooms as much as we can. Uh, and then we do what used to be called the Monday Review, is now called the Match Day Review, which we record on a Sunday. Um, we try to sort of jazz that up a little bit by getting another Jules fan on and an opposition fan to get different perspectives. Um, and that goes out around eight o'clock on a Sunday evening for, for people to either end their weekend on a high or, or, or very low low, depending on how Saturday afternoon's gone. <laughs> Now, fan-led um, online channels, have uh, they've seen a bit of an explosion, Matt, I think it's fair to say, over the last uh, couple of seasons. But you've been going for quite some time now, and uh, I suppose the proof of the pudding is in uh, how many people enjoy the content. Well, that's it. And I've always said that if, you know, I'll never outstay my welcome as soon as, as people decide that, that, that they don't want to watch and, and the views drop and, and people don't want to continue subscribing, then, then we'll stop doing it. I love doing it. I've been doing it six and a half years, so... Hopefully that is proof in some pudding that, that people still want to watch. I'm just trying to do some quick maths then, 6, 12, 70, 78 months later. Um, yeah, I do it because I love football. I do it because I love talking about football. I do it because I love talking about Gillingham, my football club. And I also do it because my wife hates football and doesn't like listening to me talking about football. Yeah, very similar. My wife is uh, is almost identical to yours, Matt, by the sounds of that. Uh, let's get down to business then. And uh, we are talking you, with you basking in the warm glow, Matt, of uh, being early days, of course, but being top of the lead two table. We are, yes. And I said I wouldn't mention it again, but as you brought it up, let, let's talk. Oh, about go on it. then. We are, yeah, we are top. I've, I've, I've literally just finished recording my match day review show um, for 
for Saturday's win against Harrogate Town. And yeah, uh, five wins from seven, two defeats, five clean sheets, zero goal difference, which is a bit weird for a team sitting top of the table after around uh, this amount of games. But yeah, we've we've not conceded a goal when we've won a football match. And the, the thing that we need to prove on is, is we've not scored a goal when we've, con- we've lost the two football matches. So there are certainly things that still need to be improved upon. Defensively, we were very good again against Harrogate. Defensively, we've been very sound all season. Um, top end of the pitch is where we still need to improve. We're not scoring enough goals, I think, to, to be sustainable over a 46-game campaign. But enjoy it while it's happening. That's the thing, I think, for similarly to you guys. Obviously, you've come back down from, from League One into this division. We 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 fell the season before you. Um, and 22-23 was absolutely horrible until uh, Mr Gallanson took over two days before Christmas 2022. And since then, it's been brilliant. Um We've had our wobbles, we've had our bumps in the road, we've had our blips, but but what football club doesn't, certainly at this level. Um, but I think Neil Harris's record stands up for itself over the last nine months, um, taking out a pre-season, obviously. But from January to the end of April, we were the second best team in the division. And I think if you look at League Two, from now, from January to, to where we are at this point, after the latest round of games, we're, we're the best team in the division in terms of points earned. So so that's not to be sniffed at. But that doesn't mean that we can't strive to be better and continue to get improving and uh yeah, let's hope that it continues because um, we've been starved of this type of stuff for, for far too long as Gillingham fans. We, we've had a rough few years in terms of the old ownership regime and a lack of money. And he was he was always up front with that. He, he got to the point where he couldn't do it on his own. But the, the Gallantons have been an absolute breath of fresh air. They've come in. It's not just the progress that they've made. It's the progress that they've made in, in a relatively short space of time, in just nine months. It's been absolutely incredible. People want to come and watch the football club again. People still want to come, Dave, even if, if if the results have not been great. If we've mm. lost the game, people still want to come because they've got that social element back now where you can go and get a beer and you can get a drink quickly and you can get a choice of food. So the football doesn't then become the be-all and end-all. Again, that's why we all go. We want to see our football team win football matches and, and win titles and that type of thing. Um, but yeah, they were very clever when they first arrived. They made small gains in a very short amount of time. Um And it's just grown from there and snowballed. And it, it's been absolutely brilliant fun the last nine months. It certainly made my job editing videos a lot more fun than sort of August to December last year where I got to talk about six goals in half a season. <laughs> we'll talk a bit more about the Gallinsons in just a bit, Matt, if, if we may. But on the field, you don't score many. You don't concede many. Is nope. that down to the manager's style of play or your squad or just being a bit pragmatic to get results in League 2? It's a bit weird, isn't it, how you don't score or concede too many on either end of the pitch? It is, it is odd, yeah. And like I said, it's, it's, it's strange. After seven games, you're talking about a team that's that's top of the league and has got a goal difference of zero. If you go back a week, we were, we were sat second or third in the league and we had a minus goal difference, which is even weirder generally, as a rule. But but Neil Harris has always spoken of clean sheet mentality, first and foremost. And if you don't concede a goal, you don't lose the football match. So you're giving yourselves a chance. Of course, I want us to sit here and be talking about two nil wins, three nil wins, four nil wins, giving teams items. Who doesn't? Every, every club has fans up and down the land that want to see their football team win and win well. Um, but the most important thing is winning. Um, it improved from January. I think we scored 29 goals in the last 23 of the season. Um, I think we've got 12 in 10 in all competitions. So it's not prolific by any stretch of the imagination. But I think I, I noted that the Harrogate game, which was our most recent fixture, I think there were six players that started that game that were either not regulars last season or, or a new signing. So it's it's not going to be instant. We're, as you've said, it's very embryonic this season still. We are only six weeks in, if that. Um, 
but I think given time and, and, and players getting used to each other and building relationships on the pitch, we've got plenty of good players that will create and score goals. Johnny Williams, George Lapsley, uh, Conor Mahoney's been very good, uh, Macaulay Bond, um, Tom Nichols, Ashley Naderson. We've still not got Holly Hawkins at the moment. He's missed all of pretty much all of pre-season, has not been seen since mid-July. He will give us a different way to play. Um, for me, I don't think we should go back to two up top all the while Hawkins is unavailable because then there's that tendency to go a bit direct, which I don't think we can do at the moment. Um, and, and I think it was Alex Ferguson that said the sign of a good side is if you can win when you're not at your best. And we certainly had to do that over the last couple of weeks. If you take the Harrogate win, we was we was the only side that were going to win the football match, but it wasn't a fluent performance. We didn't play them off the park. We had, we had spells more than they did. Um, but yeah, there's certainly plenty to work on. And I think if you ask any Jules fan, where can we get better and where do we need to get better? And they're all saying final third. It's that balance, Matt, I suppose, isn't it? Between you, everybody wants to see attractive football and you want to see the goals being banged in. But lead two, it's all about getting promotion, isn't it? So if you've got to take the more pragmatic approach, I suppose it's not everybody's cup of tea. And I suppose Neil Harris, great track record as a manager that he has, He's not going to be to every Gillingham fan's taste, but at least you know exactly where you stand with him in terms of what he's trying to do. Exactly that. And and we've been brilliant in terms of if we get ourselves in, we've not lost a game if we take if we've scored the first goal under Neil Harris in 18 months of him being here. So we know that if we do that, generally we're going to pick up points. The, the biggest fall down in terms of Neil at the moment is when we concede the first goal, I think. If you look at it at all competitions, we've only won three times from behind since he arrived in January 2022. And only one of them was in the league. Two of them were in the league trophy. Um, so that's something that certainly needs working on. But he's he's not going to change just because I say it or another fan says it, because he's going to stick to an approach that him and his coaching team have, have used successfully at, at Gillingham over the last nine months at Cardiff. At Millwall, certainly, where he earned, I think, two promotions or got to two playoff finals. Um, so he's not going to change just because we're all shouting and, and moaning about it on Twitter. And I think if you say to any right-minded Gillingham fan, if we're sitting here having this chat in mid-April, early May, and we've won 20 games 1-0, people aren't going to care too much. Well, it's the old one nil to the Arsenal's all over again, I suppose, in that respect, isn't it? Nobody cares how you, no, nobody cares how you like win that. as long as you win. Exactly. That's it. It's about getting over the line at the end of the day because you don't get extra points for, for playing nice football. It's not it's not gymnastics. It's not figure skating at the end of the day. There's no artistic licence to give you bonus points. If you win 1-0 or 10-0, you get three points. All right, goal difference, I get. But if you win 20 games 1-0, you're going to be there or thereabouts regardless of goal difference. Let's talk a bit more about uh, your ownership situation because obviously Morecambe at the moment going through uh, quite a torrid time in, in that regard. It wasn't great for you not so long ago, but then suddenly in come the Gallinsons and, uh, well, almost out of nowhere, you went from being, well, in a bit of trouble, I think it's fair to say, at Christmas to uh, pulling well clear in the second half of the season. A uh, bit of trouble is probably an understatement. If we'd, not <laughs> been if we'd not been taken over, I'm convinced we'd be a National League football club. That's that's how bad we were last season. And that was on Neil Harris as well. I don't think we were as bad as six goals in 23 games. I don't think... Neil can avoid blame for that because no football team should go through half a season and score half a dozen goals. Not for me. Um, but to counter that, there was extenuating circumstances. But yeah, it's um, like I've said already, it's been an absolute breath of fresh air since Brad and that came in. 
I think the weird thing is, funny story, he was, he was on Twitter, I think, from around September of last year, Brad, and we all thought it was a parody account and someone on the wind-up because they replied to me a couple of times. I think I changed my name at one point to, to Nils in the blood because that's what we were. Um, and, yeah, this this Brad Gallanton account replied and said, what would it take for you to change it back, a goal, a win or a takeover? And I just politely said any of the above would be a start. And it seems it was Brad Gallinson because it was the same account that then added a profile picture come Christmas. And yeah, I just remember sitting there two days before Christmas, as you do, I was sort of, I think I was just sitting on the sofa having a beer. There was a Christmas film on and you look at your phone and Twitter notification, Jill's, oh, it's the old, um, the, dreaded, the dreaded sort of corner flag club statement tweet. And you think, oh, Neil Harris has been sacked. Read it. We've been taken over. Have a sip of the old beer. Read it again. And it starts to sink in. And I got a bit emotional. I did because it had been too long that that we'd struggled, and it suddenly felt like we'd got our football club back, and we'd, we'd given ourselves half a chance. Um, and I, I think we probably exceeded expectation in the second half of, of last season to finish seventeenth. I think was brilliant from where we'd come from. But obviously, with better results comes higher expectation, and with higher expectation, when things go wrong, probably slightly less than before. People get on the case of the manager, the players, not the Gallinsons yet. They they can do no wrong. Um, but that's the nature of the beast at this level. But yeah, they've been absolutely phenomenal, the Gallinsons. I cannot speak highly enough of either of them. And they get it. And I think they did all the research. Sometimes you get these Americans come over and they buy the football club and they pump a bit of cash in, but they've not really researched the heritage or the history of the football club and, and the area. The Gallinsons have done all that and more. And they've been absolutely brilliant. What happened with the previous regime then did Paul Scully just run out of money or was it bad management well what went wrong with the the previous ownership if you can sum it up very quickly <laughs> I could try you'd probably need a whole episode to be fair but yeah I, I, he had, to, to to be fair to Paul Scully he'd said football is a game you can't run on you can't run a club on your own now you need help you need investment I think the issue with with Jill's fans was he kept putting out these sort of chairman's chat shot videos, which were essentially just slagging off the fan base. The trouble with Paul Scally was he was, I think someone described it, he's an analogue chairman living in a digital era. Because when he took over the jewels, there was no Twitter, there was no Facebook, there was no social media. It was just newspapers and the good old CFAX and club call and that type of thing. There's probably younger fans that don't even know what I'm talking about listening to this. Um so he just became very defensive. And it was almost a case, if you didn't agree with Paul Scully, then you wasn't a proper fan. And that that didn't sit well with a lot of the fan base. And it had just run its course. It had got to the point where change was needed. And the Gallantons coming in, we've certainly fallen on our feet. But it was at the point where I think we had to roll the dice and potentially take a risk. Um, I'm glad we didn't, because we've seen other football clubs that have gone different ways with American investment. Um but yeah, it was a culmination of things. Like we could be sitting here about talking about Brad Gallison in 15 years and it could have gone the same way as, as Paul Scally. But like anything, you enjoy it while it lasts. But lack of money, um, lack of a thick skin, I think, to a degree, which is not good if you're in football. Um, and just a, yeah, a very sort of defensive attitude to, to people that dared stand up to him and disagree with things that he did or said. 
but did the right thing in the end and and, and the rest is is history i suppose so uh, long may that continue from your point of view matt let's look at uh, the game then in a bit more detail if we may and we can't sugarcoat this in any way whatsoever the facts are the facts and that fact is that Morecambe's away record in the last two and a bit seasons is utterly abysmal. There's no dressing it up any other way. We've got 16 points from 32 league away games since Derek Adams took charge uh, for a second time back at the, uh, uh, the back February 2022. So that's 0.5 points per game. And uh, you keep saying week on week, or we as Morecambe fans keep saying week after week, it's got to change at some point. The tide has to turn, the tide has to turn, and then you go away and you lose again, given our terrible record on the road, Matt, what, if anything, can you give us any kind of hope or anything to hang on to that we might be able to come to the Priest Field on Saturday and uh, turn that around? Score the first goal would be the biggest thing. Colchester came and, and sat in for an hour two weeks ago. We was probably the better team first off, missed our chances, weren't clinical enough, which has been an issue. Never looked like coming back once we'd gone 1-0 behind. Quickly went 2-0 and 3-0 behind. And, and in the end, it looked like Colchester had thrashed us. But it had been a nothing game for 60 minutes. Um, so, yeah, that's probably the biggest thing at the moment. Because, to go back to the point about Neil Harris and, and when we take the lead, we're very good from the front. And I think we've only lost three games at the Priestfield in the league since the Gallantons took over and the new group of players come in. That was to a very good Bradford side back in February. Um Newport final home game of last season where it just looked like the second half of the campaign had caught up with us and we just ran into a bit of a, the proverbial wall physically. Um, and then the Cole U game that I've just spoken about. So, yeah, I think if, if if Derek Adams wants to pinpoint anything, it would be to score the first goal because we've not been good at chasing under Neil Harris for, for 18 months. I suppose when you, you look at that away record, though, Matt, and you, you see the fact that you're top of the league two table. I mean, we've not had a two bad start to the season ourselves. That said, no. all all ten of our points are have been won at home. Though uh, you look at where you are, you look at where we are, and uh, you must be pretty hopeful going into Saturday. Oh yeah, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and pretend otherwise. I'm confident of us at, at home now. Majority of the time, you know, the bigger tests are come. No disrespect to Morecambe, no disrespect to Harrogate, but when we play someone like a Wrexham or a Notts County or, or a team like that, that, that that's going to come and get in your face and, and, and has got, again, no disrespect to them types of clubs, but got a lot more firepower and a lot more options, both on the pitch and, and from the bench as well. That's when the big tests are come and whether we can stand up to it. But but you've played one less game as well. That's what you've got to think about, Dave. So even if you draw that game in hand, you're on 11. So you're only four points adrift of us. It's, that's, that's nothing at this stage of the season. So there's, there's not loads between the two teams in terms of how the season's gone so far. Um, I'd be very confident if we get the first goal. Um, I'd just like us to get a second one and then we can enjoy the second half a bit more, to be honest. But you can't have everything, can you? Um, but we know what we get with Morecambe. I think the last time you came down to our place was the season we got relegated um, and we beat you 2-1 and it was probably should have been a draw. I think we got a late penalty that was soft at best. Um, and I think we took the lead and then conceded late on up, up at your place. And I think you had you had a good chance at one all as well. I think we was probably yeah. it up until the goal. So it's been two even games in recent seasons. Um, we're not saying it's going to be exactly the same games now. Such such is player churn at this level of the, the game that it'll be two completely different teams. But we know how Derek Adams sets up his teams and, and, and likewise, Derek's going to know how Neil Harris sets up his team. I think yeah. it'll be robust. Again, I'm not sure it's going to be the prettiest watch. I don't think it'll be first on the old Football League highlight show by any stretch of the imagination. But you know what you get from both teams. I think they do exactly what they say on their tin. Um, and it'll be a good old-fashioned battle. And I think it'll be two teams that, that'll be trying to win a football match. 
So let's look at that uh, that team and that squad then, Matt, Matt, if we may. You look at the squad and, and you look at uh, some of your uh, high-profile signings, shall we say, Macaulay Barn and, and Ashley Nadson and, and Tom Nichols and, and Ollie Hawkins. You've, you've signed some decent names there, haven't you, with lots of experience. So uh, in that respect, uh, the, the squad on paper at least looks, looks pretty good. What do we need to know now about a Neil Harris uh, current season? 4-2-3-1, I'm assuming. What, what do we need to know? It's been four two three one the last couple. He was he was sort of almost stubbornly, I think, sticking to four four two even without Ollie Hawkins, and I, I don't think it worked. Um, well, it worked to a degree. We we won our first five games in all competitions, so you can't get away from that. But I just think the Colchester game and the Grimsby game in particular sort of made him just maybe take a step back and go, can we play a different way? Can we put someone? Can we sacrifice a centre forward to get someone a little bit deeper that will take care of the football and allow us to play through the lines rather than just constantly going to the front men quickly? Um, I'd imagine it will be four two three one next week um, because we we're lucky in the sense that Tom Nichols can play high up next to a partner or he can be the one that drops in and almost plays as the ten. Um, whether he starts, I'm not sure. Macaulay Bond got his first league start against Harrogate wasn't as effective in that game as he was against Leighton Orient in the Cup in the week. Um, so it might be that we revert to, to Nadison and or Nichols. Um, George Lapsley's been our conundrum. Well, I don't think we've seen the best of him since he arrived in January. He Again, he wants to play as a 10. He's played from the side, came back at the weekend after a couple of weeks out injured and just looked off the pace. Uh, again, that's no disrespect to George. Come back and not be fully match fit is, is tough at the best of times. To do it in 35 degree heat is probably even harder. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be a very, it'll be a 4-2-3-1 slash 4-4-2 with the ball. I think we'll, we'll go that way where one will drop in out of possession to try and help out if need be. But then we'll try and play, we'll try and get high up the pitch as quick as we can and, and, and play from there like we do. And that, that's been Neil Harris's way. We we can mix it up. We we, But again, that depends on personnel. If we play someone like a Lapsley or a Johnny Williams in the ten. Who I've said can take care of the football, then we'll try and play through you and round you as well. But but we'll have the option where if Nadison plays, we can we can try and turn you around quickly and, and clip it in behind and let his pace go and stretch the football match. So a couple of strings to our bow. But until we start scoring more, I think the Jills fans are always going to have this this overhanging issue with Neil Harris and, and, and what the football looks like. We're also four two three one predominantly slash four three three. We invest in youth. We've got three 19-year-olds as our front three. And uh, that's the way we've decided uh, that, that we're going to go this season. Uh, is Neil Harris one for, for high possession, Matt? Because that would play into our hands, letting you have the ball and, and us trying to hit you on the break with pace. There's, there's an Opta stat, actually. You might see in the graph that we are the quickest and most direct team on the break of the whole of the 92 by quite a distance this season uh, so that's uh, that's quite a striking stat so uh, is Neil Harris a, a possession man or, or or might it be a bit more even than that no I think it could be if you've said that I think it could be two similar setups and it could be two similar approaches as well we we, gen- I think we had 51% against Harrogate um, first half in the week against Orient it was around 40 they kept it second half obviously we had loads certainly after the two red cards but yeah, we're not a team that, that keeps it for keep its sake. We tried to do that a little bit differently yesterday um, against Harrogate. We, we went with a, a centre-back pairing that can both play. Um, and then fans moaned we didn't get it forward quick enough. So, <laughs> 
<laughs> the life of a football fan, eh? Uh, but no, I think it'd be two very similar approaches. Then I think both teams would be be happy to let the other team have it and and play on the break. Um, whether that makes for an exciting spectacle remains to be seen, but it, it'll certainly be two sides that that will give it absolutely everything to try and claim the points. Looking forward to the game, Matt. Really am, uh, and, and and hopefully, I mean, I keep saying this week after week after week that this is going to be the one where we're going to break the duck away from home and, and we're going to start to move forward. But not going to be easy against a team top of the table, I suppose. And uh, early days, of course. But uh, when you're top of the table, you've got that momentum. You're at home. You've got the fans behind you. It's all pointing one way, isn't it? Hopefully, <laughs> it'll be a tight game. Jill's games are generally tight because we don't score loads of loads of goals. So, again, nature of the beast says that you'll still be in the game come 75, 80, 85 minutes. And, and 85 minutes means there could still be 15, 20 minutes to play with the new rules. I mean, we played 13 minutes of injury time on Saturday. That was due to an injury, so that's slightly different. But we went to Stockport first game of the season and there was eight and ten at the end of each half. So, I think it's calmed down now, thankfully, and we've reverted to, to something more normal in terms of added on time. But, it's another thing that players have got to learn, isn't it? You've got to learn to that you now probably got to play an extra sort of 10, 12, 15 minutes potentially in these games because of the extra time and, and the new ruling. So that's another thing that we need to be aware of. But yeah, I can't see it. I certainly can't see it being a goal fest. If I was a betting man and I don't bet on my club, you'd be looking at going under two and a half goals for sure. Still looking forward to the game, though, mate. It might, it might surprise. It's going to be a 5 4 blockbuster now we've said that. There'll be one one day. There'll be one one day where I say it's going to be boring. It'll be eight each or something, or some team will declare. Matt, really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you, because I know you're a very busy man, family man, and doing all your channel stuff and, and work and everything. So, uh, really appreciate you spending time no, with us today. Just before, just before you go, Matt, lead two in general this season, is it fair to say that if it's not the strongest or certainly the most money in the division, ever it's not far off it seems to be a lot more competitive and a lot more teams who will have a genuine design on getting into the top seven and certainly when we got promoted three seasons ago absolutely and i've said this loads of times i mean obviously i'm relatively new to it i've been doing this channel six and a half years four and a half of that's been looking at league one but i just think generally in the game the, the championship's almost like a second premier league now then the money's then started filtering down into League One and now it's dripping down into League Two as well. You look at the money that, I mean, Wrexham have now gone and signed. They bought on, Wrexham bought on Paul Mullin and Stephen Fletcher Saturday afternoon. Like Stephen Fletcher was in the Premier League and the Scotland International not so long ago. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I've said over and over, it's the most competitive League Two I can recall in terms of financial clout and just the amount of teams that think they can do well. I think I said on my season preview video, there's probably 16 teams that think they can get in the top seven. And there's probably eight to 12 teams that think they can get into the top three. So there's going to be a lot of disappointed fan bases come May. And I think that could still be us. Top up September means nothing, absolutely nothing at the moment. There always seems to be a team that picks up second half of the season and, and starts climbing the table and, and nicks a playoff place on the inside rail to coin a, a horse racing term. Um, I'm hopeful that, that we'll be there or thereabouts throughout the season. Um, I know Neil has said, wait till 12 games. But it's a positive start. But that'll all change. If you come to our place and turn us over next week, the, the fan base will be toxic again and, and calling for his head and that type of thing. And, and it all changes. But yeah, in terms of division as a whole, it's it's certainly the most competitive. I think it's probably the certainly the most money laden that we've seen. Um, yeah, and I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed supporters in about seven months' time because their team's finished a lot lower than they probably thought they could.
and, and finally, Matt, you had us uh, in your season preview um, staying up uh, j- just about. I think you had us 21st or 20th, I think you had in our season preview. about to confirm that. But uh, do, you still stand, do you still stand by that, uh, given the start that we've had? 20th, yeah, I did have you 20th. And, and again, it's, it's to defend myself, I suppose, if you want to use that phrase. Is obviously, I can only go off what I can see from the outside looking in. People like yourself and, and James and Charlie, who I've spoken to before when we was in League One, and, and you've got two very good fan pages as well. I think it's the Morecambe FC feed and Shrimps Online that are absolutely brilliant, and they're brilliant people as well, and they, they know more about it than I do. But I was very aware of how we struggled when we dropped from League One to League Two. I was very aware of the money, the competitive nature that we've already spoken about and you've mentioned in this division. Morecambe are not flush with cash. There was then, obviously, social media chat of, of ownership issues in the background, which has an effect, talking from previous experience. So I just thought, and and just the nature of the beast of the division, I just thought, and a lot of clubs could probably buy their way past you if they needed to. Um, so that was, that was the reasoning for my... But I said Crawley bottom. So what do I know? They've started brilliantly. So I know they had a blip a couple of weeks ago, got beat 6-0, but I think they won at the weekend again, 4-1 handsomely. Um, that's this division, isn't it? And I think that sums up what we've already said. It's so competitive. I think anyone can beat anyone on their day. I don't think a team will run away with it. And also, I think 20th to sort of 15th or 14th, I don't think there'll be much in terms of points. So I could have you 20th, but if you win one or two more games than I thought you might, you could end up mid-table. So... Yeah, that's where I. I think before a ball was kicked, would certainly say twentieth, Matt. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And I think, like you say, early in the season, you can't get too carried away. But from my point of view, to already have ten points on the board from our first six games, that's far more than a lot of pundits, a lot of fans perhaps thought that we might have. And and not looking at it negatively, but looking at it perhaps a bit more pragmatically and realistically, we're already about a quarter of the way to, to being a football league club next season. And, and and that's how I look at it. Get the early points on the board because like you, say, like you say, down the track, you probably are going to have a, a sticky spell where you don't win for half a dozen games and goals are hard to come by and, and so on and so forth. So get the points on the board early because you never know what's coming around the corner. But if you keep that momentum, then you're going to be still up there or, or, or there or thereabouts. And uh, it's, it's the good times, I suppose, isn't it? So early good points on the board is absolutely where it's at. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You can give yourself a head start and cut yourself some slack for that, that sticky period when it does eventually come, and it will come for every single one of us. And look at the teams that you're above already. Bradford, Stockport, Salford, Tranmere, Doncaster were fancied by plenty getting Grant McCann in. There's plenty of teams that, are, that should, should be up there that are really, really <laughs> struggling. So, no, it's been, I think you've had a very good start. And like I say, with a game in hand as well. I know points on the board is, is bigger than a game in hand, but if you win that game in hand by one goal, you go fifth as it stands. So it's a brilliant start to the season. That game in hand is Barrow at the end of October, so we'll see how uh, how that pans out. So due to our uh, plethora of international players, which is why we didn't play uh, this weekend. Uh, Matt, really appreciate your time, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Really looking forward to coming down to Priestfield. I've obviously not been down for a couple of seasons. And uh, not looking forward to the 5.30am alarm to uh, for the long drive down to Kent. But you know, they're never... Yeah, they're never Tell me about it. But it's all, all part and parcel of the game, I suppose, isn't it? And exactly. we, lo- we, we love what we do. We're in a very privileged position, so we wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Matt, Thanks very much, mate. Just before you go, one more time, give us the sales pitch for Jill's in the blood. 
Yep, Jules and the Bud YouTube channel, three regular shows a week. You can find me on Twitter. Come and agree with me, come and disagree with me, come and slag me off. I don't mind as long as you do it in the right way. We've got a Facebook page, but that's generally invite um, to Jules fans. That's a private group. I've got an Instagram page as well, so you can check that out. That's Jules in the Blood TV. If you don't like football, it's not for you. Because <laughs> that is literally all it is. It's pictures from games. It's, it's clips of shots from games. It's, it's, it's pictures of me collecting football shirts and that type of thing. But yeah, if, 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 you, if you've enjoyed listening to me on this episode, um, please go and give us a subscribe. It's, um, I've, I've promised once we get to 3,000 subscribers, there will be some sort of giveaway and that'll be open to everybody. That won't just be Gillingham fans. Um, so yeah, the quicker we get there, the quicker I have to dig into my pockets and uh, provide some sort of prize for, for all these lovely people that, that, that support me and, and talk to me and, and, and slack me off as well sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> go and have a look I, I know lots of Morecambe fans already follow Jill's in the bud but if you don't already go and search for it on social media you'll see everything that matters one of the best uh, fans channels uh, in the football league in my very humble opinion Matt thanks very much again mate good luck for the rest of the season after Saturday of course and uh, we'll Sorry catch up twice. <laughs> and we'll catch up with you again later in the season no doubt absolutely see you soon take care mate thank you Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.